Hello everyone and welcome back to the Empowering Artist Podcast. My name is Rebecca. Thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, thank you so much if you are joining us for the first time or if you are a returning listener. Thank you for coming back, choosing to spend more time with us. It's super, um, makes me super happy. Um, okay guys, so we're just going to jump right into today's episode. I had sort of batched some content earlier. Um, I recently got back from a trip from, I went to Vermont. I spent a week up there in the wilderness with like no cell service and like very limited internet. Like when I say limited internet, like I mean Wi-Fi, but it takes like two and a half hours to upload a four minute video. That did happen. Um... So yeah, I was basically like super unplugged for the past week and I'm super excited to be back um, and just talking on this podcast and sort of just realigning, you know, what I'm working towards and all this other fun stuff. So today's episode, I wanted to talk about um, money mindset, money stories and that whole sort of thing. So to give you guys a little sneak peek on what I'm working on, um, I'm currently working on a group coaching program. Um, it's going to be like a beta test and it's basically going to be about, um, you know, basically how to ditch your survival job as an artist. We've all had them and all that stuff. And I won't get too much into that. But one of the things that I sort of honed in on was, you know, just this idea of artist being an artist and like money. And I think money is a pretty, you know, kind of taboo topic that I think is becoming less taboo as time goes on. And I really think that, um, you know, the more we talk about it, the more normalized it becomes. So I want to talk about sort of just, you know, money stories. Maybe you've heard as an artist, maybe why, you know, they probably came from places of care, but might have come off as very, you know, like, why would you ever do this kind of thing? So yeah, I just sort of wanted to dive into that and sort of my own personal money story. And yeah, we'll just sort of see uh, where this episode ends up. Um, so for people who might not know, um, I am a, I'm an actor in the Washington, D.C. metro area, our nation's capital. Um, there's a lot of theater around here. I do a lot of stage work. I also do film and TV, so I'm sort of um, interested in everything. And the one thing that I really sort of have learned is that everyone has a different money story and everyone has a different place where they're coming from, and that's totally fine. And... You know, we all sort of view money differently. I mean, obviously someone who might have graduated with $30,000 in student loan debt might have a very different idea of money versus someone who might have gotten a full scholarship to study at a school. And the one thing that I've really learned about, you know, just sort of money is that as an artist, we are completely and 100% able to you know, have the same sort of financial experiences, have the same sort of, you know, money management aspects of our lives and of our budgets that other people with, you know, maybe sort of nine to five jobs have on a more like, you know, mainstream typical scale or typical job. And 
to sort of share my money story, um, you know, I consider myself to be very privileged. Um, I am adopted from China and just sort of everything associated with being like doing an adoption, especially an international adoption, um, you know, it can get expensive and, you know, it's gotten even more expensive since when I was adopted and my sister was adopted. So I feel very fortunate that I have, I come from a family that is able to support me, um, like definitely from, you know, an emotional standpoint and was able to sort of help foster my interest and love for the arts because I know a lot of families either won't do that or can't do that. Um, so I consider myself very lucky. And I had known from like a very young age that I wanted to like be an actor, but you know, eight-year-old me is like, I want to be an actor. Um, and then as I got older, it was like, no, I'm, I'm going to be an actor kind of thing. Um, and I just, I always knew that, you know, I was going to do something artistic related, didn't know what it was exactly. Um, but you know, as you get older, you sort of hear people maybe not 100% meaning it, or maybe they do mean it, but they're saying like it in a very snarky way. Um, you know, actors or artists don't make money or... Um, only a few people ever really make it or you're never going to make any money and like money mindset I feel is such a big thing and it's like one of the biggest things that I um, that I've sort of heard from other people who want to become artists or even comments made to myself when I tell people that I'm an actor um, it's never like outwardly like oh like how do you afford to live but you know there are always comments like oh like I could just never it must be super tricky not, you know, knowing when work is going to be coming in, this and that and the other. And to an extent, yes, I would agree with that. But overall, I mean, it's not as crazy as it seems. I think there is this image that is in the stereotype that's like pumped out into like, you know, like people in general and what's in their minds that as an actor it's like you're waiting forever in line and you know you're only seen for 30 seconds after waiting for five hours and um to some extent that's true um I have waited very long for you know I have I have waited before in very long lines um and have spent like two minutes in an audition room but honestly like that's kind of like expected um like they have a lot of people to see so like it's not the stereotype isn't unfounded but it's like, it's still a stereotype. And I feel like because that stereotype and maybe those images are pushed out, a lot of people don't think that artists can make a living. And for a while, like that was sort of what I believed. Like I believed that, oh, I could never make a living as an artist, like especially an Asian American artist. Um, if you haven't like seen my Instagram or anything, um, and if you just listen to my voice and this is your first episode, um, and I don't really say it a whole lot, but, um, I am Asian American. I'm an Asian American artist in the arts. I'm very proud to call myself that. Um, but you know, growing up, like, yeah, that was something that I never really experienced. I never really saw myself, um, as, you know, in mainstream media. And now, um, we have a ton more representation, which is amazing. I've worked on shows with all Asian casts. Um, Shang-Chi, I think it's pronounced Shang-Chi, or maybe it's Shang-Chi. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but like Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings just came out. Haven't seen it yet. Really want to see it. I've heard so many good things. Um, so I'm super excited for that. 
Um, but yeah, representation like wasn't really a thing. And so I never thought like me myself could be this person who could support themselves with a degree in theater, which by the way, that's what I have. I got a degree in theater, focus on performance. I also have a minor in music um, since, you know, the whole musical thing. Um, I basically got a major and a minor in things that people often say don't get a major or a minor in. Um, and first of all, I'm going to call that as BS um, because like all degrees are worth something. I mean, certain degrees might lend themselves lend themselves to, you know, being more primed for a job. Like my friend um, who has a degree in uh, computer science, like obviously, like if we're applying to be like a coder for a website, obviously they're going to choose the guy who has the degree in computer science versus like the guy who might have a degree in like the performing arts. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. Um, but, you know, People, I think, will often say, oh, you have an arts degree? Like, what are you going to do with that? Well, let me tell you what I'm going to do with that. I have learned so many um, creative, like, creative thinking, problem solving, like, all of these skills that, you know, when you add the humanity aspect into just, like, a job, it's, like, that's super important. And a lot of people that I know who have those more technical jobs, maybe, like, the interaction and the human part of it doesn't come as easy to them. Um, but... The idea of saying that, oh, like, what are you going to do with an art degree? What are you going to do with a theater degree? What are you going to do with a music degree? Like, it's just reinforcing the idea that it's like no jobs are out there. But like, jobs are out there. There are so many jobs out there. And the awesome thing that, you know, I'm still like working on myself is that you can create and you can have, there are so many job opportunities out there. There are so many job opportunities out there. And when you think of it that way, it's like, oh my gosh, like there are so many, like, like I'm saying opportunities a lot, but like there's so many opportunities out there for me for like that are mine for the taking. And I just think that that is a big thing to just sort of reacclimate yourself to and be like, no, like there are graphic design jobs. There are photography jobs. There's this kind of job. There's that kind of job. There's like everything. And it's just, you know, taking the time to search that out. It's really what it is. It's like taking the time to search that out, figure out what's working, what might not work, and like all of that stuff. Um, but sort of back to the whole, you know, being an artist and like that money mindset aspect is that you, well, not you, but I feel like a lot of times because we're fed all these things, like, um, what are you going to do with the degree? Um, how are you going to make money? Like, are you sure you can afford to like do this kind of thing? Like there are so many things that are disguised as potentially being helpful, but really can be very detrimental to what we're doing, how we're feeling, all that stuff. And I think that it's important for people to step up and say, no, I'm an artist and I make my living as an artist, like with these skills that I have. Do I work 100% um, performing all the time? Well, we're at the time of this recording, we're still kind of in a pandemic, so no. But, you know, I'm teaching my art. I am using my skills to work online. I have so many things available to me, so many skills that I've learned as an artist that I can transfer into other jobs and other positions, right? 
So this whole idea that artists don't make money, like it's so absurd. And it's like one of my most hated stereotypes. Um, and I'm always like, excuse me, like I'm an artist. Like I, like that is how I make my living. And guess what? I have a pretty non like stereotypical, like, you know, a starving artist trope life. Like my life is definitely not starving artist trope. So it's like, it's time that we stopped talking about that. It's time that we stopped perpetuating this idea that artists don't make money. Like artists, like art is all around us. Like I guarantee that if you look anywhere, like in where you are right now, if you're looking, like maybe you're listening to this in the car and you're driving, um, and you know, the logo of the car that you're driving, like, um, maybe you drive a Honda, that H, um, maybe you're at a stoplight and you look over and you see a sign or maybe you see, um, you know, open house this way, like an artist designed that, or maybe you're listening to this in your room and you have a bookshelf or you have posters of like artists designed all like art is all around us. So if you're an artist listening to this, don't believe for a second that you can't make a living of being an artist. Like that's so, that's, it's nonsense because you can make a living being an artist and you just have to find, you know, the right places to look. You have to figure out, you know, what you want to do. And like that can take some work and some time, but it's so doable. And I tell this to everyone I come across who's like, oh, I would love to be an artist, but I can't because of X, Y, and Z. And I will talk to them and be like, well, what exactly is holding you back? Is it money? Okay, tell me, what, what's the money thing? Like, and people get really weird when they talk about money. But a lot of times it's, oh, I don't know if I could make the same amount as I'm making now. And I'm like, you could make more than what you're making now, quite honestly, depending on the skill set that you have. Now, obviously, if you're making like, you know, 300000 plus as a CEO and you want to like transition into... Um, you know, being an artist full time, starting off with your own business kind of thing, that might be a little different. But you know, if we're talking entry level, like thirty thousand, thirty five thousand, forty thousand entry level work, like I know so many people who have their own um, studios, the where they teach, and they're charging like you know between fifty and seventy five, eighty five dollars an hour, and just like you know doing the math on all that, like you can make a lot of money, and it's doing the art that you love. And a lot of times it's flexible and it allows you to do the things that you actually, you know, have a passion for. And there's just, there's so many ways and so many opportunities out there that I don't ever want anyone to think, oh, um, money, that's why I can't do it. Um, and again, you know, we're fed all of these, you know, very subtle things about being artists and why it's not lucrative and why you can't make a living. And all I'm saying is that, you know, there's an artist, um, I think it's Bansky or Bansky, um, but it's like, I remember specifically someone paid like millions of dollars for this one piece of artwork and then like it was shredded by the artist, well, who they presume is the artist. Um, and it's like, you know, someone paid millions of dollars for that and now they own a shredded piece of artwork, which arguably might be even worth more now because it was shredded. Like. Uh, like the art world is so full of opportunities for you to use your skills, for you to use your artistic, um, creative, graphic design, photography, writing. Like there is a need for art right now, and 
it's so important that we as artists are the ones who step up and say, yes, I'm going to be an artist during this time because the world, like the world needs artists. Like you hear all the time about, you know, funding from schools, like when schools get like budget cuts, it's like always the arts programs are the first to go. And I'm like, why are they the first to go? Like being creative and being like an artist is like, especially at a young age is so important. That's a podcast for another day. But for those of you who are listening, I never, I never want you to think that being an artist is out of reach because you don't think that you can support yourself. Because I'm here to tell you that you can absolutely support yourself. And, you know, that's just sort of, it is a limiting belief that, you know, we all have. And once we work to overcome that limiting belief, then I think it's, you know, so much more freeing to be thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to go charge $50 to teach someone how to play the violin for an hour. Just, you know, stuff like that. Like, (laughs) I realize now this started off as like sort of a money mindset episode and sort of turned into not a money mindset episode, but I guess kind of a money mindset episode. I'm not sure what I'm going to call this yet. But overall, like if you just feel like, you know, you're in a place because I've been there where you feel like, you know, you won't be able to make money as an artist, or maybe you're starting off and you don't know how it's going to work. You also don't need to just jump head first. Like I have had so many jobs in so many fields, um, that sort of becoming an artist and, you know, calling myself an artist that has been, you know, it's been a series of steps. It didn't happen overnight, but it's okay if you still are working, say you're still working as a server, say you're still working as a barista. Like you don't have to jump straight into like, you know, call yourself an artist. Like absolutely you are an artist. You don't have to just sort of like abandon everything else and then jump right in. Like what I want you guys to all to get out of this episode is that, you know, we as artists are sometimes told a lot of really, you know, not true things about money, surviving as an artist, um, having money to pay your bills as an artist, et cetera, et cetera. I'm here to tell you that's not true. That is 100% not true. And it's so unfortunate that, you know, we sort of have that sitting in the back of our brains, but I'm here to tell you it's time to unlearn that. It's time to rethink the way that we're thinking about, you know, just sort of supporting ourselves as an artist and, you know, what that means and sort of what that looks like. And yeah, like all of this stuff I'm going to be covering in like the beta program that I'm putting together. So if you guys are interested in that, um, I still don't have like a solid date, but if you follow me at Artistically Bold Life, I will be announcing it there when it does happen. I'm sort of aiming for October, maybe November launch, not really sure. Um, still thinking about it. But guys, I'm not, I'm not really sure to phrase this because I feel like I've phrased it or I've said it before, like so many times this episode. You 100% can be an artist. 100%. You are totally capable, you are totally able to, and don't let, don't let what other people are saying to you get in your way of pursuing what you love and pursuing what, you know, you want. Like, 
money, budgeting, all that stuff, yeah, like, it's a thing of life, but I don't want that to be the thing that's keeping you from living the life that you love and the life that you want. Okay, guys, with that note, I will end today's episode. Um, I feel like this was a little bit more rambly all over the place than I normally have my episodes with. It's fine. Um, this is sort of just like a actor artist chat. I don't know. Maybe we can do like artist chat, like a little sort of like the uh, chatty get ready with me um, YouTube videos and like, you know, the, the beauty community. I don't really watch those. Um, but I know they exist. So maybe we can do something like that, um, with this podcast, a bit more informal, laid back, relaxed. We'll see what happens. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean so much to me if you would subscribe to the podcast, um, like this episode, uh, rate the episode, comment, anything, um, however you listen to your, um, your podcast, that would mean a lot to me. And as I said before, my Instagram is at artistically bold life. Um, if you want to chat more over there, feel free to send me a DM. I love talking to you guys. Um, thank you so much again for listening. And I'm so excited for the rest of September. The air is getting cooler. Um, don't get me wrong. I love summer. Um, I love the warmth. I don't love the humidity. And in DC, we get like literally just humidity for like six weeks straight. But um, yeah, I'm super excited that the seasons are changing and I just have a really good feeling about the fall. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode and I will see you in the next one.